ready for spice travel, doll? Oh, annoying thing about I'm sitting down. About peeing in a jumpsuit. You just sit naked. Oh, like is that annoying? Is that annoying? Because it's a little bit cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just sit there with your clothes in your lap, <laughs> trying not to have it touch the bathroom floor. Oh, I did it here, but I don't do it when I'm I was about town. to say, I know a bathroom's not that clean at the moment, but it's not that bad. No. Ooh. I'm sorry, I just keep switching into the Australian. Oh, Australian. You do that when you have been talking about things in Australia. Well, I was just watching a video from Australia. And then you, then you come in. <laughs> Yeah. It is. This is the thing people don't realize. I've said this to you before. My accent changing, which to a lot of foreigners is like, oh, you still sound Australian. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's it's dramatically changed since I moved here. And uh, I didn't control the change. It wasn't a conscious decision. It just happened. Because the people you're around and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then sometimes I get where I am today, which is where the old one keeps popping in. And yeah. I don't care. Like, no. that's that's my actual... That's the voice I spoke with for almost 30 years. It's just funny. But for me, because I didn't consciously change the accent, when the old one comes back, for me, it's like... Oh, who's that speaking? <laughs> Who am I? And then I, then I get muddled in my head because I, then I'm trying to like, cause for me, it's like, just pick one. Yeah. <laughs> just pick one, Jono. I am a little bit like that. Yeah. Because it just goes all over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very but your, your accent thing. just sounds Icelandic to me. Yeah, but. Sometimes it's very Icelandic. Very, very Icelandic. Yeah. And other times it's not Icelandic. But oh, you, wow. I remember Icelandic. you saying you got very British in the UK. No, very um, American. American in the UK. Very, like, howdy. Howdy. It's your girl, oh, Kathy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've just joined us, well, that's normal because it's the start of the podcast, yes. but you're listening to... Not, Not in front of a salad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's your girl, Emilia. <laughs> and your boy, Jono. <laughs> We got a show for you. Not in front of my salad. It's a yeah. podcast for fiber. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I showed you that YouTube. If you haven't checked Me it out, too. it's called Djibouti Dubs. And it's the red copper pan. Red copper pan. The power of red copper. Look at that sticky muggy brat. I think we are really annoying when we are just (laughs) at lunch, maybe. (laughs) And we just going back and forth. Yeah. And people are like, no one else has seen this. But I have that with a few other people, like uh, like with vines. Yeah. Because I, ashamedly, because I'm an old person, I wasn't in, I didn't really know what vine was until it was over. Yeah, me too. 
Because it was on then on it yeah. was on YouTube and Instagram. And that's that's why I that's know it now. That's where they get you. That's where they get you. And so I quote vines all the time. Yeah. Like he needs some milk. <laughs> or or look at all those chickens. <laughs> look at all those chickens. And I've I've recently because I told you like I went through a period where that's what I watched before bed. Yes. Vine compilations. Yeah. Then I went over to documentary things about bad movies, and now I'm back to Vine compilations. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell who needs a laugh? <laughs> um, oh, the cat wants to get out. Oh, Just yes. get... Oh, no, she's doing her... Go on, get yeah. out, and just ignore her next time. If you leave me now, <laughs> you take away the biggest high part of me. <laughs> but I, w- with the Vine ones, the yes. problem is I've watched, I feel like I've watched all of them. So whenever I see a YouTube headline mm. that is like, um, rare Vines, <laughs> rare Vines that you haven't seen, I'm like, oh. Ooh. They're never good. They're, but the rare ones are often never good. But sometimes I've seen 80% of them. Yeah. And then there's one, which happened the other night. I didn't laugh. And then I saw one and it, made, it was just a kid <laughs> on a playground. You know, the pole you slide down? Yes. He was a toddler and he kind of hangs off the pole and goes, <laughs> and then just falls flat on the ground. And the camera pans down and he's still on the ground going, and I laughed for half an hour yeah I'm doing this taking one second every day oh yes is it still going yes it's for a year okay I know January was long but it's not and you haven't missed a day I've missed like three okay so is this today yes so it do you speak yeah you speak in it so this is episode 20 oh it's It's done done. I was a second yeah it's only a second okay that's one step. <laughs> oh, you're destroying everything. You ruined Christmas. Look at your father. <laughs> I was listening to our podcast. You told me you yeah. were listening to it. I'm not so good at listening to our podcast. No, me neither. I just decided, like, last two days, Ooh. I've been listening to us. Um, we laugh a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I think it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. You can say what you're thinking. We're pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> we are pretty funny. Um, and like last episode, yeah. there were so many noises. Yeah, there were. Stomach noises. Me oh my drinking. God, when you left that night, I had so many farts. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I was like a Polish bathhouse. Woo. I don't even know what that phrase means. I've never heard it. I've heard it. Polish bathhouse. Well, it's a, you know how um, there's a whole thing of like, you couldn't, he couldn't find his way out of a paper bag. Like people Mm. are bad with it. Like he's, he's so stupid. He couldn't find it. He couldn't smell out a fart in a Polish bathhouse. I don't know. (laughs) Or a really Australian one. He couldn't get a root in a brothel. A root is to have sex. Mm. So he couldn't get laid yeah. in a brothel. He's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very Australian yeah. yeah. Another root. Australian word that I think is gross. Gobby. Yeah. Want a gobby for a dollar? Yeah. <laughs> gobby. 
It's the Australian word for blowjob because your mouth is your gob. Yeah. So as a kid, your parents would say, shut your gob. Gobby. Gobby. Excuse me, mate. You (laughs) You got a dollar? I'll give you a gobby. Gobby for a dollar. Gobby for a dollar. Oh, that's going to be the title of the episode. Yeah. Gobby for a dollar. How cheap are you willing to sell sell yourself? If it's a a gobby, you're like, you're in dire circumstances. Like, if somebody is like, I'll give you a gobby for a dollar, you take that dollar, honey. And you don't got, need to gobby nobody today. Yeah, exactly. Here's would, five. Yeah. <laughs> I will give you five. Get a sandwich. <laughs> Try to spend it on a good place. <laughs> oh, I am nervous. Because I have to, when you leave here, mm. when you leave today, yeah. I have to film what is known as a self-tape. Ah, yes. So that is when your agent... Like, because here's, here's another, we'll call this insider tips with Jono. Um, so often people, what do you imagine? Like when, uh, say a company is making a commercial, Mm -hmm. how do you think the person who's not like Scarlett Johansson or whatever, how do you think they end up getting in that commercial? How do you think the process works? I always think that their agent is like, Hey, there's, uh. Um, auditions there. Yeah. Go to them. Go to them. It's for this part. Yeah. It's not entirely. Because mm. sometimes that's what's known as like an open call. Yeah. As in like, oh, they're just casting all the people. Mm. Go along and they'll see you. But most of the time there's a casting director. The casting director will often look at, uh, like contact your agent or send out a notice, an audition notice and say, here's the part. Do you have anyone who matches? Because they give you a brief. Yeah. Sometimes. If it's for like a TV show. Yeah, yeah, They'll yeah. say, here's the brief, you know, and the character, his name is Joe. He's a average dude, but like TV average is like regular skinny with a little bit of fat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> unless you're an over, over 40 and a man, then you can just look however you fucking want. Yeah. Um, but if you're over... 40 and a woman. Then, then you play not, a grandma. Yeah, then yeah. you're not going to get any role. <laughs> then you're, you're going to get Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's disgusting and withery. Like, um, and so that, that there's like a, a call and then the, your agent, the agent will then send headshots or yeah. profiles of people they think match. Is and your headshot, you're like looking sideways i don't remember mine are all kind of stupid because i initially signed with him just as a comedian yeah um but then he was like oh you're an actor too i didn't know that oh and the thing that kind of would probably sell me more in iceland is that i'm a a native english speaker who can do accents other than icelandic yeah so anything i've gotten here is usually we need someone who's not icelandic like when I got Stella Blomqvist, yeah, they wanted someone who could do lines in Icelandic, but wasn't Icelandic because he needed to sound foreign. Ah. Uh. So I think they the character is technically supposed to be Polish that one, but I I don't know. It was like I I can barely speak fluent Icelandic as it is. I can't do it with a Polish accent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't you just go? I'm the Scarlett Johansson of Iceland. I'm stealing Polish people's roles. Oh my god! It is you. It's me. You're stealing everyone's I'm stealing job. Stealing everyone's job. Um, you know, there's a famous doctor mm. that just lost his job because of you. 
What? No. Oh. <laughs> I just love that when people are like, these foreign people are stealing our job. <laughs> and it's like a, they have this new neurosurgeon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's foreign. Who is foreign. It's like, well, is anyone here as skilled as him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, mm, I'm no. not sure that he was stealing anyone's job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just doing his. But basically, yeah. The, yeah. With the, yeah, with the audition. So that, and then sometimes you go along, but when mm. you live on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and anyone who's going to come and film here is based in another country. Yeah. Because uh, Saga Film and RVK Studios, if you're listening to this, I know you don't want me for anything. Um, <laughs> because... I'm really offended to our films and our <laughs> case studios. But they're not writing roles. Like, when do they ever... I don't care. Why do they not write roles? I don't know. I mean, there is a huge... My reality yeah. is that I have a best friend that is non-Icelandic. And that you know lots of people. Everyone in Iceland knows lots of people who are not Icelandic. Yeah. And we are not represented no. in Icelandic television unless we are an abused foreign worker cleaning yeah. a hotel room. Yeah. That's the roles we get. Um, we never just get like regular person who's part of the thing and because that's the reality there are people living in this country who are not fluent in Icelandic yeah and operate on a daily basis with Icelanders in English yeah and it isn't a problem yeah you wake up RVK Studios and Saga Film yeah and cook and no they they don't oh they They do a lot of yeah but they supply oh okay cook (laughs) I don't care. They supply the equipment. But They're they the production. Are... They don't. They don't uh, actually pr- make. They don't make the film. They don't write the script. No, no. They're no. the ones when you see the van. Yeah. They're the ones who've done all the services. Uh, so they supply the camera crew and yeah, they supply. Yeah, yeah. So that's a different part. Okay. Um. <clears throat> but sorry, I was just gonna say more people. This is like film set one hundred and one. Um. So, uh, yeah. So when that happens. Yeah. Often you'll get an, a message from your agent in, in Iceland. I get mine through Facebook because he knows that's how it's easy to contact me. Yeah. Like, um, and it's usually because this is the thing that has always annoyed me about the film industry. It's never, oh, we need someone for this film and we want to get something from someone by Friday. It's always the agent hears that they're casting this role. And we want something now. Uh, we want it. So I get a message today and it's a German company. And he said, you need to do a self tape. It You have to get it as soon as possible. Um, because, and these are the words that you usually hear. They're looking at you, mm. which means that they have seen the people and they have said to my agent, can we see something from him? Yeah. Which automatically puts you above other people because not only like of the people he sent, they're like, can we see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that means, okay, well, maybe I'll get the role. And, and <laughs> unlike many people in the acting profession, I don't look at these kind of things as like, oh my God, this could make my career. I go, how much are they paying? Because um, <laughs> I've got other things going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> red copper pad. I, I want a red copper pad. It's very um, cheap. It's very, it's, it's well, maybe. Um, I've seen them at Costco. But, <laughs> but, so you get the thing saying, and you get the, 
audition briefs or like, so a self tape basically means Mm. I'm going to have to sit in this room with my camera and there's two, it depends. There's two kinds. Sometimes they give you a script or something and they want you, or they want you to do an impersonation or they want to see if it's a commercial, they want to see what it looks like, how you're eating an invisible burger. Like it's ridiculous. You know, mm. and I've, mm. I've done it often. If you're going into an audition, yeah, you have, um, a casting director. And the thing is the casting director wants that. Like often people are like, oh, casting directors are so stupid. They want you to be the person who's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So often they will coach you. Yeah. Though, because they've have been told by the director what they want. Yeah. You've read the brief, you come in, you, they, and always you do a piece that is called intro to camera, which is a like, they want to see you as you. Yeah. Which is stupid because no director wants you to play yourself. No. Unless you're already famous or unless you, they want to see you as you first. So they're like, oh, and then they want to see you do what they want them to do. Yeah. So I've done ones before in Australia where I had to play a Dutch chocolatier and put on a Dutch accent and deliver the lines and I lost out to an actual Dutch person. In the end, it was between me and a Dutch person. And they chose, obviously, they chose the Dutch person. Yeah. Um, How can you become um, audition director? No, a role director. A casting director. Casting. You have to set up a company and establish relationships. Often, they're people who've worked in the industry for years doing something else. Yeah. Or they worked under someone else. Yeah. And then they, they have relationships. The, a successful casting director is someone who knows immediately you're going to be the person this director wants. Yes. And you will be able to deliver because that's all they don't want to send everyone. No, no, no. And the director doesn't want to look through 20 videos. Yeah, exactly. They go, "Here's here's three. Yeah. The, this is it." Yeah. And then they go, "Okay, okay, okay." And if they've got a trusted relationship, then they'll be like, "I trust this person. It's one of these three. We'll pick this one." Yes. And sometimes the director will actually um, ask the casting director, who would you pick if they have a good relationship? Yeah. So there, if you want an odd, if you want to get roles, often you, it's called a, <laughs> often like there's called a, like your agent might say to you, um, there's no way you're going to get this role. Yeah. But do a go see. And a go see basically means go to the audition so that the casting director sees your face. Yes. Knows you, knows that you're good to work with because they will eventually, if you, they see you enough, they will remember you. And if they like you, then they'll be like, cause this is the thing people forget about the film industry is often they, they don't Yes. They care about what you look like, depending on whatever, but the people who get work, especially in minor roles, It's the people who show up on time mm -hmm. and are easy to work with and yeah. can deliver. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. If they enjoy working with you, they'll call you back. Like, um, inflating my ego. When, <laughs> when I got oh, I the role on, um, uh, normal people. Yeah. That was, they just were like, oh, that guy, Jono, the comedian, let's get him. I didn't audition. They just... Uh, I just got a message from my agent saying, are you free next Wednesday? Here's the script. And then you're like, okay. And obviously because Iceland is so small, if it's a local production, they don't want to have to deal with all that bull crap. They just yeah. want to go, can you do it? We know you can do it. 
Yeah. We've seen you work before. And that's why you always take those kind of roles. But so they're the weird ones. So sometimes you're standing in front of a camera and there's a woman next to a camera and she goes and do an intro to camera. And then you're like, hi, my name. And you usually go piece of paper in front of your, of your face with your name and your agent written on it. I'm Jonathan Duffy and I'm represented by Creative Artists Iceland. Um, and then they go, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 34 years old and da, 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 da. originally from Australia. And um, here's some of the things I know how to do. Like, you know, I, I can, I'm not fluent in Icelandic, but I can speak it if I have to. And I can learn an Icelandic script. And Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, then they get you to do your thing. So if it's like a, a, an ad for a burger, they're like, okay, so now... Can I get you to show me what it looks like when you're eating a burger? They never have a prop. No, exactly. <laughs> so you're just miming and you... And then they, they might cut. And then the casting director, if they like you, will go, can you do it again? But like, just open your eyes more. And so if they're really good, they'll try and coach you because they know what they want. Yeah. If they hate you, they'll be like, great, thanks. Thanks for coming. They never say, you know, the old line, don't call us, we'll call you. Yes. It's understood. Yeah. <laughs> but so a self tape is when you have to do it yourself. So often you can go into your agent's office and they'll do it and send it off. But yeah. I don't have time to do that today. So I have camera equipment here. So when you leave today, I have to do that self tape where I introduce myself to the camera and talk about all that stuff and then do an impersonation of Jon Snow. Because, I'll tell you what for. I, yes. Because, and this is the exact, and I, I mean, I don't think enough people listen to this podcast that I'm being unprofessional. So I got a message today saying, um, are you free on this date and this date in February? Because there's a commercial shooting, uh, no, a show shooting here from Germany. Um, and he sent me an example of a recent, um, uh, self-take from someone auditioning for the, not the same role, but the same show. Yeah. You need to do one of these as soon as possible um, and do an impersonation of Jon Snow. And I was like, what? Like, because every other actor is probably like, yes, I'll do it. But I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> and and he, he said, um, okay, so it's some sort of game show. And they want you to uh, uh, do like a parody of Jon Snow. And I went, okay. And I said, one, aren't I too fat to be Jon Snow? And I love, this is my agent. I love my agent. He's like, yeah, I said that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they still want to see you. Um, I said that, but they still want to see you. And this is, I mean, this is exactly, you want your agent to yeah. say he's too fat to play that role because you don't want them to pick you. And then they see you and go, ah, oh, we didn't realize you're fat. Yeah. Um, you're fired. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, and you have to, horrible. but you have to have a thick skin. Yes. Because often, especially in stuff like this, minor roles, often it is based on a look. There are people who get hired solely because they're fat middle-aged guy. Because the script says f overweight middle-aged guy. And that is what you get presented in your audition brief. Overweight middle-aged guy. I've been given that before. I got 
I got given one for a Korean commercial last year. Overweight middle-aged guy who will be in an astronaut suit. One, he's going to be in an astronaut suit. Why do they need to know that I'm overweight and middle-aged? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I was given. You know, and you just go, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, or, or I mean, I've, I've had a lot of friends who in other countries... You know, they're like, um, period. I have a lot of friends, friends in other countries. countries. End of story. Who like get, you know, um, middle-aged older woman. She's disgusting. And, um, you would never, ever want to fuck her. And, um, but so they want to see you, but I mean, you know, that's the role, but you can just put your spin on it. Uh, <laughs> Cause the age is trying to say, I don't think you're unfuckable, but you know, it's a role. Um, <laughs> I would never fuck you. <laughs> I don't think you're unfuckable, but you could fit in the right light. Um, <laughs> so, so I was like, I'm too fat for Jon Snow. And he's like, I think the whole thing is it's a parody because it's a comedy game show. Yeah. And I was like, aren't I, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know some of the characters. I said, aren't I more of a Hodor than a, a Jon Snow? He's like, no, you're Sam. Um, <laughs> but I think that's the point. So I do, I hate doing these things and I have to do that when you leave because I'm a, I, I'm going to say I don't audition well at all. Really? I really don't. I don't like, because it's so much pressure. I'm really, I'm bad at job interviews and I'm bad at auditioning, which is probably why every day job I've had in the last 10 years, I, I do everything I can to not have to do the interview. Just, I'll take the pen away. I, I'm bad at job interviews because I feel the pressure like, yeah. Um, and I'm bad at, I, okay. I think maybe I'm bad at auditioning now because I don't care because be. I go in and I don't have the desperation. I'm just like, what's the line? You know, give me, yeah. give me the script. Okay. I'll do it. Are we done? Cool. Bye. Um, because that when you're younger, when I used to go to auditions when I was like 19 or 20 and I wanted to be the leading man, um, and you know, and then I'd walk in for car mechanic number four and go, hi, my name's Jenna. Um, <laughs> next. <laughs> um, I mean, I used to go home and this is the one thing you can't do. I would go home and then I would start thinking about, oh my God, what if I get that role? And cause the, you get told how much they're going to pay you. Yeah. If you get the role. Yeah. And then you're like, that could like this Dutch chocolatier. Right? Yeah. This was a huge company. If I had gotten that role, I would have been paid $25,000. So that's like um, 2.2 million kroner. Just, and it was a one day shoot. Because commercials pay well because they're using your image. Yeah. And often for big companies, they're limiting your earning potential because you sign a non-compete clause. So for the time that commercial is running, you cannot do a commercial for a competitor. So if you're do, say doing a, com if say you're doing a commercial for Arion Banki, yeah, like I'm sure Vala Christens, who's yeah. the face of Arion right now, I'm sure there's a clause in her contract where she's not allowed to do a commercial for Landsbanken, yeah, 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 or another bank, and they can say how many years. But it wasn't just twenty five thousand dollars; it was also it had a rollover. At a hundred percent and a rollover means they are going to run the ad for this period of time. And if they, so this period of time might be nine months 
and they have specific dates when the ad yeah. will be run from. If they roll that ad just once, one second after that time period is over, they have to pay you the same amount again. Nice. So these commercial deals are a big thing. I know people who have bought houses from them because if the commercial is really successful, yeah, instead of making a new one, they just keep the they will one. just keep the old one and run it again. So yeah. if you if it's if it's a period of six months they're going to run this ad for you got paid twenty five grand, then they go we're going to run it again. You'll also get another twenty five grand without having to work again. That's so nice. Then if they use you in like posters, buses, yeah. um, cardboard cutouts, on packaging, whatever, you then have a whole different fee on top of that. Very famous story from Australia. There was a, a company called Flight Center, mm. right? Which was a travel agency. And everyone in Australia knows the commercial because at the end of it, there was a pilot saying, call 131600. That's 131600. Right? He was just a pilot. He wasn't an actor. He was a pilot that somebody knew. They called him in. He did that line. He got his pay. And they used that same commercial for 15 years. No. That's 25? Like it was 25. It's a long time. Long time. Used the same commercial for 25 years. But they never paid him his rollover. And then friends of his convinced him to go after it. That company, I think in the end, had to pay him something like $14 million. Because they used his image for almost 30 years. And only paid him once. I mean, he was a pilot. He had a job. So he didn't... He, that's where he was like, oh, I already have a job. I've got a safe career. I own a house already. Yeah. But then they had to pay him that fee for every year that he... And and because he was on um, cardboard cutouts in there, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so That's rollovers so are a big thing. Yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. But it was the eighties when they first did the commercial. But that's why the money. So I would go home, this like chocolate commercial. Go home, and think, oh my god, twenty five thousand dollars could change my life. If you're imagine you're a young actor, you're balancing probably three day jobs constantly at the threat of getting fired because you find out at 10 o'clock today that yeah. there's an audition for a big role that could change your life in three hours and you're working a shift in a clothing store yeah and then you have to try and get out of it and then people get sick of you yeah um and then when you start turning down things to your agent they stop sending them to you so this is why mm. there's also a thing in the in the the successful people are the rich people mm -hmm. because they're the ones who don't have to have a day job. Yeah. They're the ones who were able to just spend all day, every day going to auditions. Yeah. Can go at the drop of a hat, can, you know, fly to another state. Yeah. Because they're looking for this person and you're perfect for the part and they want to see you. Yeah. Because the casting directors don't care how you get there and they don't care what your job was during the day. Cause there, mm. so I would go home and, and think of this chocolate commercial. And then, then the worst part about auditioning is you don't find out you didn't get it until you uh. see the ad. Cause often your agent never finds out anything more unless one of their people got booked. Then they will say, you didn't get it. It went to someone else. But if no, no one from your agency got booked, 
you will find out when you see the commercial. And often you'll see the commercial three, four months later and go, oh, oh, it was him they picked. I, and you saw him in the waiting room with you. Oh, it's heartbreaking. So that's why, like, you train yourself to go, um, you do the thing, you, you send it off, or you finish the audition, and you have to tell yourself, I didn't get it. Yeah. Or just walk away and forget it ever happened. Yeah. Then it gets worse if you have a callback. So a callback yeah. usually means that they've got it down to you, which has happened to me with the Dutch chocolate commercial, you and one other person or two other people. So they've seen 20 and it's one of these three people and they want to see you again. So they're basically pitting you against each other. Yeah. So then you've already talked yourself out of, I'm not going to get this. And then you suddenly know that it's between you and one other person and this could change your fucking life. <laughs> and so you just become numb to it. Yeah. You're just like, you go in, you do the call back, and then you have to leave again and tell yourself, but it, you can't help it. You can't no. help it. Afterwards, like it could be two days, because you're usually by then, um, usually by then, you're at a point where if you get a call back, your agent will tell you because they want to know. Yeah. Um, and so you're just looking at your phone or you're sitting on the couch and then your phone rings and it's your mom. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, oh, hello? Oh, hi. <laughs> what? What's wrong? Oh, nothing, nothing, it's nothing. You. Nothing. Because then you don't want to tell your mom that you're um, down to one other, pers- uh, one other person for this life-changing role. And th- this is the weird thing. The life-changing role is a 20-second bit of dialogue in a cho- chocolate milk commercial. Yeah. Mm, chocolate milk. <laughs> so yes, I have to do that after you leave today. Yeah. And I hate doing them. You will be amazed. Because I also don't know how Jon Snow sounds. Just Google. Yeah, well my agent sent me a I was like, I've never watched the show and he's got an answer for everything. Uh, Apne, you're amazing. <laughs> um, but he's got, he, he just straight away sent me a link to a YouTube of only Jon Snow speaking. <laughs> I was like, did you just have this ready? Yes. Yeah. One question. Yeah. Why did you name me Audio One and you have a name? Oh, on the. Oh, because you walked in, you interrupted me when I was doing it. You asked if I wanted water. <laughs> She's saying because on the sound bars, there's me named as Jono and she's audio one. Because you, girl, you audio one. <laughs> <laughs> When's your next audition? Yeah. I don't know. I've never been to an audition. Would you ever do it? No. After everything I told you? No, I think like I... Uh... I get so emotionally involved. Mm. I don't know. I would... If someone would call me and be like, Hey, can you be part of this TV show? I would be like, yeah. What if it was a commercial for like panty liners? Are you going to get emotionally involved with panty liners? <laughs> no, just emotionally involved. Like, am I getting it? I oh, hope I'm getting okay, it. Okay. Oh, I can't not get it I don't care about that no I do get it I get yeah. because also like for this one I mean it's not it's not like a million dollars yeah. but 
it's a good chunk of money yeah. if you get it. And I know... I you don't know, pick it off the street. Based, I'm guessing the work will be like complete improv, dealing with people who don't speak English. Yeah. And you're like a some character in whatever game they're doing and it's gonna it'll be hard work and from what i'm guessing it'll be in the wilderness it'll be fucking freezing cold on a glacier or something yeah but it's it's a a decent chunk of money yeah (laughs) so i wouldn't mind it exactly i wouldn't mind it but this yeah let's not think about it (gasps) oh let's not think about it yeah yeah so what else is going on what else is going on Nothing really. No. Just knitting and watching Desperate Housewives and Bachelor. Hey, oh no. And reading a book. I'm going to a book club tomorrow. And you haven't finished. I haven't finished. I but I've read three hundred pages in two evenings. How many pages is the book? Four hundred. Oh, okay. That's alright. Yeah. It was like imagine if it was a Stephen King book. Those things you could fucking you yeah. could crack a safe with one of those. <laughs> I always think it's when book is like a lot longer than 400 pages, it kind of gets too long. You don't have the patience to yeah. always be in the beginning. kind of like. It has to, I think... It, when you close the book, you have mm. to see, uh, I'm getting some... like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like that. So two books that are both quite long... Mm. Um, Handmaid's Tale sequel, The Testaments. Yeah. It's very long. And then the World War Z. Mm. Handmaid's Tale didn't feel that long. Okay. And both of them are actually similar. I've realized this now. They're similarly told because they're told through interviews Um. and witness testimonies. And so it's, you're chopping and changing character. Yeah. So it's different voices. Yeah. And... The Handmaid's Tale one was engaging because you kind of felt fo- it was three main voices. Yeah. And you followed them through the whole story. Yeah. World War Z, the last maybe five or six chapters, I was starting to just go, I'm done. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't need, don't need this. Because, that's because they start, it's a very good book, but they start going through every single aspect of the the war and after the war, like I, I think towards the end, I'm hearing the story of somebody who was a scuba diver whose job was to protect Norwegian oil workers from zombies under the sea. And at that point I was like, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like this is too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it needs to, I need to be able to get through it. If I can ruin the ending of that book. Yeah, I don't care. But people, spoilers for Spoiler alert. No, it's just something that I... I, No, I'm warning you because I went into this book hoping that something was... I was going to get one thing out of it. Oh. And the one thing I was hoping I was going to get out of it was that they discovered where the virus came from. Yeah. How it mutated, what animal it started in. You don't get it. Oh. That's why I stuck with it for so long. And then you didn't like you find the one patient they think is patient zero, but it's never explained. It's not like Corona where they go, okay, so it started in this animal and then it went like a ball went from monkeys to people. And it it just, you never got that. I wanted like that. Did you ever see that movie Contagion? Um, It had Kate Winslet and 
Gwyneth Paltrow. It was no. about like a big flu virus that wipes out so many people. No. And it starts with Gwyneth Paltrow in Hong Kong and she's patient zero. Yeah. And in the end, after you've gone through the whole movie, I won't tell you what it is. Yeah. But in the end, they rewind to the moments before that first scene in the movie. And then you go, that's where it came from. And because the scientists never figure it out, but the film shows you how it happened. Yeah. 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 And I was waiting for that in World War Z. There's a movie called World War Z, right? Yeah. That was based on the book, but it's completely not the book. Yeah. With Matt Damon? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Matt Damon was in Contagion. He was Gwyneth Paltrow's husband. Did I see it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But you're probably on your phone, like, usually when you see movies. Hey, I saw Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey. The Harley Quinn movie. Ah, yes. How is it? It's fun. They, They advertise it as the Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. So I... I always forget what the name is. Yeah, um, it's actually called Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a bit like Deadpool. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's her voiceover. There's animation in it. Yeah. Um, it's just a fun ride. And okay. I don't care what all these probably men when they're saying like it's a flop you know it's a failure they're like it had a was a is a failure at the box office because it didn't have a huge opening weekend but the opening weekend was the weekend of the oscars yeah exactly and no no one seems to be pointing out it only cost like 68 million to make and it made all of that back in the first three days and uh, the main character is a woman yeah and they're not women who are being sexy for the sake of men. Yeah. yeah. And that's... And it's it's just a fun movie. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's like Deadpool. It's jokes. It's, it's not... violence. It's action. Yeah. It's not like... I never saw that one. What was it called? Suicide Squad? That was stupid. That movie was so dumb. Yeah. But, like, the script made no sense. It, and they're making a second one. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, really. Because no, I've never heard anyone say, yeah, it was okay. Apparently they're making a second one and they're going to try and fix it all. Because okay. they have a different director. So it's been shot already. James Gunn. Mm. The guy who did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm. okay, 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 okay. Okay. But what's been happening in the Icelandic news, Emily Ashkor? Oh, I don't watch news. Don't you? Not a lot. I read research. <laughs> but you're my go-to when I go, oh, did you hear about this? And you're usually, okay, so yeah, here's what happened. Yeah, sometimes I do that. Yeah. But no, well, there are strikes. Yeah. In kindergartens in Reykjavik. When is there... Currently, I'm feeling like Iceland is fr- has become France. There is a strike every it's, week in Iceland right it's now. It's the woman that controls Epling. 
like when she's talking in the news, mm. you can hear she doesn't want to make any agreement. Right. She wants to go on a strike. And for those that are not Icelandic, the unions... Okay, well, here's the thing. We might get in trouble with the unions. The unions are pretty powerful here compared to other countries. Yes. Yeah. But it's also the law that if you're a member of the union and the union says we're going on strike, you have you are to not go. allowed to go to work. No. You cannot be what they call a scab or a rat. Yeah. You you will get in trouble. Yeah. If you go to work. So it's not even if your employer is like, can you please work? It's illegal. Yeah. So an Epling is the union for most of the hospitality workers it's, in Iceland. It's a uh, union for um, people that are not, like, don't have any degree. Mm. So, but still work at an office or, um, <coughs> yeah. so people that work at restaurants usually are not in Epling. Or no, they are. No, they are in Epling. Yes. Yeah. Vafer is the one yeah. that's, Usually office people. Yes, yes. Epling yes. is usually hospitality, yes. tourism, um, and interestingly enough, it's the one that has the most amount of foreign workers. Yeah. <laughs> Hotels, staff. Yeah. But there have been so many strikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, of course, salaries need to be higher for these people. Definitely. Yeah, they do. They do. Definitely. But it's also like, is this the right way? Like, we also need to think about, okay, so for, so I don't know a lot about this. Mm. But take example, staff that works in a kindergarten. Mm-hmm. The, the and It's mainly women. The women that are educated kindergarten, kindergarten teachers mm. that have gone through five years of university... Mm-hmm. I would also be um, offended if the person that hasn't had any education would get almost the same salaries as I do because they went on a strike. Hmm. Also, the the one who's got the degree is not with the same union. No. Right. So it's <clears throat> it's there's a lot of things complicated about this. I think that's, this. that's probably quite an exception to it though because the majority of people outside of the kindergarten thing yes are restaurant workers. Yes, but it's the strike that's now going on okay. is only kindergarten. Uh, kindergarten um it's it's people that work for the government or like the city so it's kindergarten teachers uh, that are not educated in mm-hmm. that. Um it's People that take the trash mm-hmm. and it's it's something else. But it's people that work for the city. So it's not restaurants. It's not tourism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Of course, there's something wrong with the salaries. They're way too low. But what needs to be fixed is that the prices need to get lowered like the the cost, the of, cost living of living needs, well, needs I mean, to be lower there was a thing because released this companies week companies just can't hire no the salaries constantly and expect to not go out of business and the the um there was a, a study that showed iceland is the third now the third most expensive country in the world probably this week yeah 
Yeah. Third most expensive country. And the cost of living here is very high. Yeah. It is. And I mean, you can have a, a, a very good salary and still not save any money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, and I think <laughs> we're getting real serious today. I think like part of that is that there are, especially when it comes to groceries, the one thing I really call bullshit on is there, everything is always said, but there's so much import costs. That's why it's so expensive. It doesn't need to be 40% more expensive than it is in mainland Europe. No. It could be 10 or 20%. It doesn't have to be as expensive as it is. No. It just is because people can pay, can make people pay that mm-hmm. much. Just like a beer when you go downtown to Reykjavik. When I first moved here, you could still get a beer at some places for 700 kroner. Yeah. No, not, that not anymore. It's your happy hour price is maybe 1200. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's crazy. That's like 20 Australian dollars yeah. for one beer. Yeah. You know, and it, that's like a, that's Singapore prices. Yeah. You know, it's it it it, it keeps going up, mm-hmm. and that because people meet and go, we need to charge more. We need to charge more. Yeah. And then they just go, we're gonna charge more. And then the alcohol tax people are like, well, we're gonna up the taxes. Yeah. And they go, well, we're gonna need to charge more. But then they don't, they they don't raise the staff wages at the same rate. No, and that's the problem. That the. The cost of living is too high. Mm. So, yeah, I I am not a specialist about this, mm. but I, and I agree, like, or like keep the salaries and then lower the taxes on the lowest income. Yeah, because the the amount of people who are in the lowest tax bracket is huge. Yeah, and they pay the same amount of tax as almost everyone right up until they start becoming like millionaires. Yeah. After 900 a month, you go into mm. the, the higher one, yeah. which is 900,000 a month is a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That's a, I mean, and I mean, if you, but here's the thing under 900,000 a month, you're still getting taxed 40%. 36. That's yeah. almost 40. 36% mm-hmm. of your wage is tax. Then it's not just 36% of your wage. Then there's union fees on top of that. Yeah. And then there's pension yeah. on top of that. So almost 45% of your pay mm-hmm. is not yours. Yeah. So if you're earning 300,000 kroner a month, you're going to take home like 160,000. Yeah. I know. It's and you can't live on that. No. And that's like... I think there's the, the problem is uh, the lowest salary should be taxed less mm. and the cost of living is so high. Like the solution is not always just hire the salaries, hire the salaries. Mm. So that's not the solution. And the companies don't want to keep hiring the salaries. Yeah, no, because they Because it stops to... their earning potential. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. And I mean, we do live in, in a country where almost... Most of the money is owned by five families, so. Yeah. 
it's just a microcosm of where what's happening in the rest of the world. Yeah. The same thing is happening everywhere. It's <clears throat> yeah. It's completely the same. Everywhere. We just see it more because there's less of us. Yeah. But what's making you smile this way? <laughs> oh, so many things. So many things. Yeah. I'm going to Florida. Mm. We have talked about this. I am so excited. I can't wait. Two weeks. And my birthday is the first day. I was thinking about what should we do on my birthday. Cocktails. Yeah. Because the cocktails Just are cheap in Florida and they fucking strong. Yeah. Yeah. Or just have like spa day. Are you staying in a place that has a pool? Yes. So you, your family's got staying at like a resort or? Mm, and a house. A house. Pool. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and you're going to hear the crickets at night. Yeah. yeah and the alligators going. It's going to be so nice. So I'm just looking forward to that. It, the weather was so good earlier. Now it's just windy Snowstorm. and snow. And but yeah, that is making me smile. Mm-hmm. And what else? I was thinking about something earlier that we could talk about I had a dream the other night that I got on Saturday Night Live Yeah. that I was their newest cast member and I didn't screw it up it went pretty well that's all that's all (laughs) oh the fires are doing okay in Australia yeah the rain came the rain came the rain came why does it always rain on me? Was Is it, it because, because I lied when I was 17? Do you ever have those moments where you think about things that you did as a kid and you have regrets over them? Yes. I and they are always the so minor. I'll tell you what one of mine is. And I think about it and go, why did I do that? I was in preschool. Mm. So the, the grade before the first grade. And... The preschool teacher, I I still remember it like it happened yesterday. It's burned into my brain. The preschool teacher had said to me, um, because I was going to go do something, and it was playtime. Yeah. And I was going to go do something, and she said, no, 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 don't get out that, because I'm going to tell everyone to pack up soon. Yeah. And I said to her, okay, I'll tell them. And she said, no, don't tell the other kids that I'm about to tell them it's time to pack up. That's my job, not yours. So I went over to the other kids who were playing with blocks and I told them it was time to pack up. (laughs) We're going to have to pack up soon. And I got in trouble for it. Rightfully so. Yeah, but why was he telling you? I don't know. Parents are weird. And no, adults are strange. And that has stuck with me. So I would have been four years old. Another 30 years. (laughs) It's one of my regular think about moments oh. late at night. What are yours? Do you have? Mm. Well, I don't do this anymore, but I did for a long time. When I was like 11, I was in a cabin with my mom and sister and like few people. And this lady had two young children with her mm. and she was taking them, like making them have a nap or no, it was only one. And 
the boy was like one or something and he was screaming and screaming and my friend's sister said Emilia go and sit with him and I just went into the room and was sitting there and then the mom comes and is like what what are you doing here like of course he's not gonna fall asleep when there's a person in the room and sometimes I think about this because she thought you were the bad kid yeah you were just doing what you were told yeah Uh, I thought, I mean, this woman probably doesn't remember this. Yeah. Another one I remember. But I always... like Family friend when I was 13. Yeah. Family friends owned an ice cream store. And they wanted some help on, on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays. And it was just, the job was like, go in, serve mm. ice cream, you know, make the waffle cones. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Make Sundays. They also did hot dogs and potatoes. Um, so it was just like, ice cream store. Yeah. Just like from 12 till four, four hours. And I'd get a little bit of cash. Yeah. The first day I was there, she taught me how to use the cash register. And then, um, yeah, she taught me how to use the cash register. And then she went to go make herself a cup of tea at one point during the day. And I was always taught by my mother that if you're working, especially in that kind of thing, and it's slow, find something to clean or find something to do. Look yeah. busy. Yeah. Everything had already been cleaned and it was very slow because there was a big storm coming. So no one was downtown, right? And in my moments of looking around for something to do, I looked at the register and I'd never used a cash register before. Yeah. I looked at the register and I saw that there was a number value on the register. And in my brain, I was like, oh, maybe that shouldn't be there. Shouldn't it be like a calculator? And when you're done, it goes back to zero. So I just pressed a button to try and uh, press like a button that was like C yeah. to clear it. And the register just went beep. Like it just kept beeping. I was like, I don't know what I did. And then this family friend, she came out and she was like, what, what happened? I went, oh, I just tried to clear I just tried to make it zero and and she's like what <laughs> and I was and then she, she fixed it by just pressing the button that opens it and closing it again and she was like what what were you doing and I was like I just was trying to make it zero and she would and why would you be doing that and I knew that she was basically saying to me were you trying to open the register and steal money yeah and I honestly wasn't. No. But, and I mean, I stayed working there and I had a, like, they ended up opening a van and I worked in the van for them and stuff as well. But it still sits with me to this day. Did she legitimately think 13 year old Jono, who was a fat, gay, straight A student, <laughs> was going to steal from their tiny ice cream store? While she was in the store. <laughs> While she was in the store making a cup of tea. Like, did she... And it bothers me that she thought I was going to steal from her. Well, she probably didn't. But was she, she would, not just be like... She just had Are that, you stupid? Because they're from the same town as my parents in England. They're yeah. Geordies. And there's this thing mothers do where they just give you this look. Yeah. Which is like, you're lying to me, aren't you? And she gave me that look. Because I know that look. Because my mother used to give me that like The problem with that look, right? And I've told this to my mother... 
is that she go, tell me the truth. And she would always say that if she makes this face and you smile, then you're lying. Yeah. But <laughs> what she didn't realize is that the face is so stupid. <laughs> he can't help but smile. <laughs> but it's like, I'll try and do it free now. It's bad radio, but <laughs> it's just do. <laughs> and it was I guess for me it was weird to see my mom make that face because her face was usually so angry um, <laughs> but that that sticks with me that sticks with me yeah. that and obviously when I wet my pants on stage yeah, which I told you about and the time when I pissed in a room that I don't know what was in that room Oh, that's a great story. Yeah, that, you that can hear it in what episode? It's in one of the early ones. Yeah, one of the early ones. It involved a train. Um, that that one sticks with me as well. I want to know what room you peed in. I do too. I know it was a TAFE, so like a community college. Yeah, and I think it's where people. And I know the floor was concrete or like so. It could have been a place where they learn how to do cooking or catering or something. And I just walked in and pissed on their floor. <laughs> oh, I want to be and where the, worst part, the person that... I don't know if I said this, this in the episode. Open. The worst part about it was I was so desperate to... Also, I just want to backtrack. What kind of student building that you enter does not have easily accessible toilets close to the entrance? Yeah. True. That is poor. Maybe they had, but you just no. Were I checked. I checked. But the worst part about when I was in this room because I obviously closed the door behind me. It's pitch black, <laughs> and I was pissing. It was the longest pee I have ever had in my life. So I was paranoid that at some moment somebody was just gonna walk into the room behind me. I still can't believe oh. I did it. It's not me. I don't do that. I can't believe that you did it. I'm not that and kind of person. Also, oh, I would love it if it would be like a dark room where they would be dealing with photos. <laughs> and, and suddenly someone tur- turns... What's that noise? Someone turns on a light or there's people waiting to say surprise. <laughs> and oh. they're just watching you pee. Just or there would be a security but it was so dark. It would have to have night vision. I couldn't see in front of my face. That's how dark it was. Maybe it was a utility closet. Yeah. Because I don't know how big the room was. Because I would think most classrooms would have windows. My Initially, at the time, I thought maybe it was a toilet. Yeah. Because it... You just On the floor. But the thing was, usually, in the, and I, because I felt on the wall for a light and I couldn't feel one. So, also, what kind of a room, that's kind of on them, right? What kind of a room doesn't have a light switch next to, why would you have a door to enter a room and the light switch is on the other side of the room? Yeah. Or, like, why? <laughs> but no one is like, hmm, how, is, how can we put the light switch? Where it's easy to read. So no one's peace on the floor. <laughs> uh, a lot of my regrets involve peeing. Yes. Yeah. No, not mine. I pissed in a bin. You pissed in a bin? In a hotel in Reykjavik. 
Yeah. I pissed outside the Thilakusa the other day. I thought I was far Not the other day. Further away. This was months away. Yeah, months. This was months ago. Okay. This is also an Icelandic thing people say the other day and it could mean three years ago. Yeah. Um <laughs> And I sometimes think about it because I was so close to the entrance. Yeah. And people were walking out. Did I never tell you when I pissed in a bin in a hotel? No. Uh, I won't tell you which hotel it was. Please tell me. Um Write I should I should I shouldn't um um It's a nice hotel. Yes. It's a very nice hotel. There's a class over there. So this is like, this is years before Natan. Mm. Okay. So I went out with a friend. I um, went to Kiki. We were having an amazing night. Yeah. It was winter. It yeah. was close to Christmas. Um, some guy came up and danced with me on the dance floor. And... Uh, we got to chatting and he was like, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to get out of here. Um, and we went to his hotel. Um, uh, you know, whatever stayed. And then the next morning he was out of it completely asleep. It was very dark in the room. And I was like, I have to pee. The cat is nice Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I have to pee. Um, and uh, yeah, I there was a I couldn't I didn't know where the bathroom was and I was still kind of drunk and I was about to burst and so I found there was like a corner in the room where he couldn't see and there was a trash can. So you were in the room. I was in the room. Oh, I was imagining you in the lobby. No, I was there was a trash sort of a trash bin, but it wasn't uh, I was at first I was like I find if there's a plant pot, but there wasn't. And I I honestly like it was happening so fast cuz I woke up and I really needed to pee. And I um yeah, I I peed in the trash can. Um and uh then sort of went back to the bed place and I sat on the bed and he woke up and I was like, oh, I was just getting dressed. Um, and I found out that he was the assistant to the mayor of Oslo and they were here to deliver the Christmas tree as they do every year. <laughs> and he's just flying home <laughs> and be like, sky that I... No, but he doesn't know I pissed in the trash can. Yeah, but like... No, because it had like a lid thing. So he didn't hear me pee. He was asleep. And so the only people that would know, because he was leaving that day. Yeah. So it's not like he was going to go to the trash can, open no. it and check if it's full of piss. <laughs> but I mean, the room probably smelled like piss. Well, I don't know. He was checking out in an hour. Okay. So I don't think to this day he knows that I pissed in his trash can, but I did. Oh, that's great. Yeah. A lot of my regrets involve pee. <laughs> yeah, they do. A lot of my regrets. <laughs> don't ruin my clothes. What, 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 what other ones have you got? My regrets? That you think about at night. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do uh... that? 
I don't know. I often think of arguments that I have. Some people that have slept with. <laughs> we all have those. Like, oh, why? Why did yeah. I do that? Why did I do that? Um, why did I not love myself enough? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And. Yeah. It's. Don't do this a lot anymore. It started with me again recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because I haven't been sleeping. So I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do while I'm yeah. lying in bed trying to get to sleep? I know. Let's think of every regret I have over my entire life. <gasps> uh, when I was a kid, me and my yeah. little brother, we were really close. We used to play every afternoon on the trampoline. Yeah. And he's five years younger, so he was a lot smaller than I was. I was probably eight, so he would have been a toddler, like three. Mm. Um, and I jumped. He wanted. He always wanted to be on the trampoline with me. And I, I was fine with it. Yeah. But I liked to try and have a few goes without him so I could jump high. Yeah. And this particular day, he wouldn't let me have... I was like, can you just let me do 20 high jumps and then you can come back on? He was like, no, 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 no. I want to be on the trampoline with you. So I was like, oh, and I got really annoyed. And so I just did two really high jumps on the <laughs> trampoline. And then he bounced, landed on his chin, which scraped on the trampoline. And trampoline matting is yeah. like getting carpet burned. Yeah. And I saw under his chin that it was starting to welt up immediately. So because my little brother... In my mother's eyes was made of glass. Yeah. Like the thing I got so sick of hearing as a kid, he's only little. Like if I had caused that injury to him, I think I would have been murdered. Like they would have said, well, it's okay. We can make a new one. Like it doesn't matter if I had caused injury to that little boy who's now a fierce queen. Fierce. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, if I had hurt him, I would have been in trouble. So I injured myself. <laughs> I put, this is so stupid. I put my chin on the trampoline mat and I rubbed it around really fast in the same direction so that I would also get trampoline burn on my chin so that I could tell my mother that we fell into each other and bounced on the, she believed it. We had matching trampoline burn scars on our chins. <laughs> he doesn't remember this story at all because he was too young. Yeah. Oh, she's in, she's out. She's hot, she's cold, she's yes, she's no. Yeah, I injured myself so that I wouldn't get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, and my neighbor. Oh. You're so many. So my neighbor, one afternoon it was really hot mm. and I had to... Like I was bored. Yeah. I was bored and it was hot. I'd gotten home from school and um, the it was hot, but it was windy. And when it's windy in and hot in Queensland, the winds are coming from the west, which means they bring dust with them. And my little brother, who's made of glass, had bad asthma. So everyone was always afraid that he's never allowed to get cold because <laughs> then that will make him shatter. You know, um, I mean, for good reason. When he was a toddler, he did have a, such a bad asthma attack. He almost died and yeah. he went into hospital and, you know, but I mean, he fucking smokes like a chimney now. Um, but, <laughs> but so I went to give our dog some water. Yeah. 
and the hose splashed on my legs and I was like, oh, that's a bit refreshing. That's a bit brisk, isn't it? That's nice. That's nice. nice. My, that's nice. It's different. It's unusual. I was in my school uniform. It's all a polyester. Yeah. Sweating like a fucking whore in church. You know, and I get a bit of cold water on my legs and I thought, that's nice. So then I, I, I just kind of went, pulled the hose out into the garden and I held it in the air on the sprinkle mode. Yeah. And I just let it fall over me. I was like, oh, that's so good. Then my brother saw it and he's like, I want to have a, a go too. And I was like, yeah, okay, it's hot. Yeah. So then, and my parents were out grocery shopping. So then we spent 15 minutes in the backyard having a great time <laughs> just sprinkling oh it was amazing my fucking neighbor told my mother she told my mother oh. that i was out there because my mom had told the story to everyone she could meet about how bad my brother's asthma was and my neighbor said i thought you should know that we're in the backyard with the hose Jono was the one with the hose just in case the westerlies are coming through the winds with the dust and he might get cold and that'll affect his asthma. So I got in trouble from my fucking neighbor. Oh. It was hot. That's annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we did, we did have a, this is such bad parenting. <laughs> my brother. We went to the same school. Yeah. And I was always... But there's five years. Five years difference. Yeah. And we shared a room. Yeah. So in the morning, my role was to make sure Anthony was ready for school. Yeah. And that involved, because in Australia, you, you know, we would shower morning and night. Oh, okay. Because it's hot. Yeah. You don't want stinky kids all no. the time. And no. it's just something that was normal in our house. You would shower before bed, but you'd also shower in the morning so because you can sweat throughout the night. Yeah. Um, and so I would always be first up. I'd have my breakfast. I go have a shower. I'm ready for school in like the space of half an hour. Yeah. My brother, he's, you know, seven or eight. He goes in the shower. He gets out of the shower. And my responsibility, because my mom had to deal with other things, was to help him dry mm-hmm. and make him get dressed. Yeah. That boy <laughs> did not care for clothes. <laughs> That boy did also not care for drying himself. <laughs> so I made up a lie that he believed for four years. Which was that if you don't dry yourself quick enough after the shower, the breeze will do something the breeze. with the breeze, will do something with the water on your skin and it'll create scabs everywhere. And I called them dry scabs. So I told him, you'll get dry scabs. And then so from every morning, I would wait and wait and wait. And he'd just sit watching Pokemon or whatever on the yeah. TV. And then i go, Anthony, dry scabs. <gasps> and he was frightened of dry scabs. And then when I think eventually we had to tell him they're not true, was when we were at like a Christmas, family Christmas at a relative's house that had a pool. And he got out of the pool and was starting to get like almost hyperventilate and you know, his asthma. Um, I shouldn't say this is bad. This is bad. He did have asthma. Um, but he was starting to almost hyperventilate and my mom, my mom knew I told him this. Yeah. 
And mom was like, what's wrong? He's like, I have to dry myself really quickly because I don't want to get dry scabs. And then we had to explain to him, we made it up and he didn't believe us. And we're like, I'm not drying myself. I'm wet. Yeah. Like it's fine. What happens when you wash your hands? What happens when it rains on you? Like, oh, bad parenting. Bad parenting. I'm going to tell my kids this. But he worked. It fucking worked. Yeah. Just make him... This this is now when I look back at it. This is where my mother went wrong with the bike and Santa. Yeah. If you want... you By using fear, you create something weird. (laughs) Yeah. Because of the fear... I have to always poop alone. Mm. Actually, I think most people should poop alone. Yeah. But I know I used to be so bad that I didn't want anyone in the house. So I would wait until people were far away from me. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Apparently I already had it as a kid. What? When I was in diapers. Yeah, you wanted to... I would hide in cupboards to poop. But kids do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like, some kids, because they don't want to lose the diaper, mm. but they, like, control everything. Mm. Sometimes. So they just go somewhere and poop. Sometimes I've said this to my mother, though. They laugh at this. Like, yeah. You used to, we used to not know where you were. And then we'd find you in a cupboard pooping yourself in your diaper. <laughs> And I would be like, what kind of a parent just leaves cupboards open? (laughs) How did I get in there? How did I get in the cupboard? I couldn't open it. The handle wasn't, wasn't short enough for me. Yeah. How did I get in there, mother? She's like, let's leave this open so John can go and poop. Yeah. Are you the one in your family who's always told to calm down? No. I am. And I find it hilarious. Because they're all so highly strung. Yeah. And they're all at each other all the time. And I say nothing. Yeah. But then when I finally do say two things, I get told, calm down. And it makes it worse. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's your sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my mom. Calm down. Oh, no, you don't tell my mom. You don't tell Jordy Jean to calm down. No. That is, the, that is like the, you won't like her when she's angry. That that turns her into Hulk. <laughs> don't you tell my mama to calm down. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, no. No, no. 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 And don't ever tell my other sister, Steph, that she's making it worse. Stop, you're making it worse. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Calm down. Calm yeah, down. I say a lot. Calm down. Yeah, I don't. To people. I just be silent. Yeah. Be silent and stay still because their vision is based on movement. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see you if you don't move. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I was like... I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm just watching 
the reality television with the yeah. subtitles on. <laughs> because also, here was the weird thing about, I think something must happen. Actually, anyone who listens to this who's a mother. Right? Yes, listen to it, mothers. Perhaps you can clear, clear this up for me. Because I'm sure we all remember when we were kids mm. watching TV, maybe in another room. And your mother would storm in and tell you it's too loud. Oh. I know, maybe not you, but I, me, and I know a lot of other people have said this. Like, Natan, his mother used to do the same thing. The TV's too loud. And I commented on it because when we go to France, I can say this because she doesn't speak English. Um, <laughs> when we go to France, even when we're all watching the TV together, it's so low. My friend... Uh, her parents wanted the TV always to be so low. I think I think everyone in my family is a little hard of hearing. Yeah, okay. Because this was never a problem. And when I was there watching the TV, I was just like, can it be a little bit higher? No, no. This is the allowed yeah. volume. And I would just be with my ears like trying to listen to every word. But it was so low. But it, it, I mean, the thing I was, what my question to mothers is, does something happen to you when someone passes through your birth canal yeah. that you can no longer cope with regular talking level on a television in another room? Because yeah. I would say like, she would be fine if she was watching, if she's watching TV, Let she wants it loud yeah. so that she can hear, but she would be in the other end of the house listening to the radio or watching TV with my dad, and you'd hear her feet because she'd be right. <laughs> this is too loud. And then she wouldn't let us turn it down. She would turn it down to where she believes it should be, which was like a dog couldn't hear it. Yeah. And we didn't have a television where you could turn subtitles on. <laughs> so then we would just, she'd leave the room and we would just scoot as close as we could to the TV just so that we could hear what was going on and then just try and gradually turn it up and hope she doesn't notice. But it's, it was, I mean, and the same thing happened to my sister. She was like us as kids. And then, and then when she had kids, she has become exactly the same person. Yeah. Like kids, the TV's too loud. And you, I, I was like, you can hear that. I can't, they're like, three rooms away i can't hear the tv and why are you listening just block it out yeah i don't know but i i know my mother-in-law she can't stand the sound of a football game oh and that was just because that was always on when anna was small and his dad they were watching tv and it was always a football game and like the sound of a football game is loud and it's just a lot of people it's talking and yeah it's there's nothing like it's annoying thing yeah. to have in the background so she bought like huge headphones for Aaron when he was like 10 and plugged them into the tv and was like here you go but i understand her so much because when i'm not watching a football game which i am never yeah and it's in the background, mm. oh, it annoys me. I find it hard to have a conversation. Yeah. Because the announcers' voices are so they're on like a wavelength. Yeah. That you can't 
and you can't concentrate anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And my <laughs> my sister had with her two youngest children. You can buy like a lamp um, teddy bear. There's mm. like a lamp mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. bunny or something. And it has like, do you know the Lulu doll? It's like a doll that smells like the mom. So the mom sleeps with it for the first night. Mm-hmm. Smells like the mom and has like this relaxing sound to it okay. for the baby. For a grown-up person, this is just annoying sound. Mm-hmm. And when you're not listening to it, it sounds like someone is watching football far away. Oh. And when we were at my parents, because Aaron is, was just on the phone maybe, I was always like, are you watching football? Like, what's wrong with you? We are, we are here. <laughs> We're here with people. Yes. And he's like, no, what, what? And then I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, saw his phone. And he's like, no, I was just checking the score or something. I was always like, are you watching football? What's wrong with you? And then I realized it was the fucking doll. kid loves the doll more than her mom oh that's weird <laughs> oh you don't want that <laughs> and then the other day um my sister bought a new one because the old one was just disgusting mm-hmm. it's like you can't wash it it's just mm-hmm. it's the third baby that has it and uh, this one just can't leave it mm-hmm. she just always has this doll with her so she put the old one into the washing machine and then waited like she was gonna clean it and the the baby was like yeah okay fine and then oh that's smart yeah and then she switched them and like here look how clean she is and no problem and i was talking to her and i was like yeah so your doll went had a bath it's like had a bath she went into the dryer. <laughs> Don't try to like make this any better than it is. <laughs> <laughs> the the doll went into the dryer and it, came out like this. <laughs> is this is this the same girl who when your parents had to put the dog down said it's okay I don't like dogs. I've never loved any dogs anyway. <laughs> Is it the same girl? <laughs> no, this is her younger sister. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Now she's... She, the, the, with the one that has never loved any dogs. She has never liked meat. Mm-hmm. And, and now she's like, no, I, I... So we were at my parents last Sunday eating lamb, mm. like roast. And I was offering her something. Because they offer her meat like mm. every day but she doesn't want it and now she's like no i'm a vegetarian oh okay and i'm like okay okay then. good for you but you eat fish right and he's like yes so i was like so you're a pescatarian <laughs> <laughs> auntie emilia keeping it real oh yeah that's nice so nice that the employer is not here. You know, don't have to vacuum anymore. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Do we have anything we have to plug? No. 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 
I might be doing some. I might be doing some shows in March. Yeah. I may or may not be doing a show with Kimmy Taylor. Ooh. Um, at Chatnabeel. Okay. I might also be doing an evening at Curious Bar. Hmm. Also with Kimmy. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, posted. What what makes you smile today? What made me smile today? Mm-hmm. Mm, I I don't know. You? Or what's ah? Oh, thank you. For me, it's still that vine of the kid at the playground <laughs> going uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh-huh. falling. <laughs> <laughs> I guess on that note, bye. Everybody wants to be somebody. Everybody wants to be somebody. I'm somebody. Are you somebody? Not everybody can be somebody. Well, I'm somebody and you are nobody. Germany!